0: Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast on the Ambiguous Network. And right now, I'm going to be bringing you the latest and greatest going on around the world of Hollywood. Hope everyone has had a wonderful week. Hopefully, everyone has. I know it's been a crazy week so far. Um, I just want to let you guys know, I'm sorry I haven't had any episodes throughout the week. It's As I just said, it's been a really hectic week, and with everything with the coronavirus, I... Had to leave Hofstra, and, then, and I'm back home in Jersey, and so this whole week has just kind of been crazy, and I'm going to be talking about it from the entertainment perspective. First of all, I hope everyone is safe indoors and is okay, and hopefully or no, no one is infected, and I know everyone's it's just a crazy time right now, but I hope to distract people from that and bring people, things that are going on inside the world of Hollywood, but I'm going to basically be recapping everything that's been going on this whole week between Trailers that have been coming out, everything that's been going on with the coronavirus from the entertainment aspect, films have been delayed, theaters are taking precautions right now, a lot of things are happening as we speak, and the the news is going to keep evolving from the virus itself and the world itself to everything that's been going on in the sports world to the entertainment world, everything is evolving, so... I'm going to be having this episode today, and then I'll be back on Monday giving you guys an annual episode every single day. But this past week has just been so hectic that I wasn't really able to get to an episode every day. But starting today and starting on Monday, that's going to ramp right back up again with things that are going to be going on. And again, there's every single movie has kind of really major movie has been delayed for right now. We're going to get into that in my first topic story. But. I'll still be talking about movie news that'll be coming out, so there'll still be things to talk about, and I'll come up with some fun ways to really kind of engage people. I'll probably do some streaming options that people can have when they're indoors right now and trying to stay safe and stay stay self-quarantined, and there, there'll be fun things I'll have in store, and I'll be talking about some other great things that are going on around the world of Hollywood and reviewing a bunch of other things as well. But to start things off again, this is a recap of really everything that has gone on this week. And the first thing that I'm going to get into is some of the aspects of the coronavirus. And again, obviously it has impacted the world. It's impacted the United States really rampantly in the last week or so. And it has over the last few weeks slowly, but these last few days, it's really picked up ever since it was announced as a pandemic. And I'm not going to get into the virus itself. I'm no doctor. I don't. I know people that are doctors, but I don't have any of, the, any of them on right now to talk about it. So everything I talk about is from an entertainment movie insider perspective of things that I know to be true and reading articles and reading things that are going on in the world of Hollywood impacting the virus. So it, the coronavirus has been impacting the world. It's impacted the sports world on March twelfth everything kind of stopped. The NBA suspended, the NHL suspended the season, March Madness has been canceled, Major League Soccer has can- has suspended their season. MLB baseball, they have postponed the start of their season and canceled spring training. So and the entertainment world, there's been a lot of stuff going on. A lot of productions have halted and ceased, and which I'll talk about that too. But the big thing that has come out of it from the entertainment side, from the movie side is that there have been major major motion pictures that were supposed to come out in the next few months that have decided to delay their release date to an unknown date for some of them we know a release date for a few and the first one that really kind of started to sense this or see this or, and and acted on it right away was no was no time to die which was going to be the 25 25th james bond film and last week mgm eon universal and nasa they were moving their release date from april 10th to number 25th in the united states and november 12th in the uk and that was really the first domino to fall and in the last few days those dominoes have just kept falling and falling and the first one that fell on thursday yesterday was the was the delayed release of A quiet place part two which over the last week or so has really picked up its marketing campaign. Emily Blunt, John Krasinski have been out and about going to shows like Good Morning America, and they had the red carpet in New York a few days ago. The, the The first reactions are out. Reactions, reviews for the film are out. And so they were really in the midst of promoting this movie. It was supposed to come out next Friday. So this film was the closest thing that was supposed to come out. And yesterday, John Krasinski came out, and he released a statement, talking about the delay and why they really, they delayed the film. It would be delayed to an unknown date. And this is the statement that he put out on social media saying, one of the things I'm most proud of is that people have said our movie is one, you have to see altogether. together." Well, due to the ever-changing circumstances of what's going on in the world around us, now is clearly not the time to do that. He wrote in a letter to fans, As insanely excited as we are for all of you to see this movie, I'm going to wait to release the film till we can all see it together. See you soon. And then a little after that statement came out from from Krasinski, Paramount, who is distributing and producing the movie, came out with a statement and said, after much consideration and in light of the ongoing and developing situation concerning coronavirus and restrictions on global travel and public gatherings, Paramount Pictures will be moving the worldwide release of A Quiet Place Part 2. We believe in support of the theatrical experience. We look forward to bringing this film to audiences this year once we have a better understanding of the impact this pandemic on the global theatrical marketplace. And this was the first domino to fall in the space. And so Quiet Place Part 2 delayed Peter Rabbit 2 was delayed as well which was the sequel to Peter Rabbit which is voiced by James Corden that was another one that came out and and delayed their release date a few days ago and then literally within an hour 40 minutes after Quiet Place Part 2 was to push the release date Fast and Furious 9 which is slated to come out on May 22nd came out with a statement and said that they would be moving their release date from May 22nd of this year to April 2nd of next year in 2020. And basically with a lot of people were asking, how come Fast and Furious 9 is pushing a whole year? And one of the reasons is that Fast and Furious 10 was slated to come out during that time period. So basically what they did is they plucked Fast 9 from this year and basically substituted Fast 10 with Fast 9. And I'm sure we'll get another release date for Fast and Furious 10 down down the pipeline someday in the future whether it comes out the year after or it comes out in 2023 but that was the reasoning for why they did that and a statement came out from Vin Diesel and Universal on the Fast Saga in social media pages and they said to our family and fast fans everywhere we feel all the love and the anticipation you have for the next chapter in our saga That's why it's especially tough to let you know that we have to move the release date of the film. It's become clear that we won't be possible for all of our fans around the world to see the film this May. We are moving the global release date to April of 2021 with North America opening on April 2nd. While we know there's disappointment in having to wait a little longer, while longer, this move is made with the safety of everyone at our foremost consideration moving will only allow our global family to experience our new chapter together we'll see you next spring much love your fast family and i remember looking back on the fast nine saga and the f9 the fast saga that this was a movie that if you were to look at a film to come out in to move its release date this was the one to look at because universal which is distributing and producing this movie held the international rights to no time to die. And I'm sure they had talks with Eon and MGM about doing this film of, of no time to die and had them knowing the circumstances of what's going on. I wouldn't have been surprised if Universal decided to take a, a, a measure of doing that. Now it would be interesting to see it's a drastic change to dude in 2021, but I think that, that because they had that release date, they decided to put it there. And so this laid waste to really speculation and on my part and I think on a lot of other people's of what's going to be next. Is it going to be Black Widow? Is it going to be Mulan? Which there was already rampant speculation about that moving because of the coronavirus already hitting the Chinese states and the Chinese country that with the Chinese marketplace was already shut down so many theaters. Would that affect them going forward? And they already planned a further release date for international markets later on and they decided we'll keep it on March 27th. But with everything that was going on, everything was shutting down at a rapid pace at this point. So nothing happened for a few hours. But then in the evening time, Disney came out, and they decided to postpone not just Mulan, which was postponed to a further release date that is not yet determined. They also went to their Fox drawer as well, and both in the Fox and in the 20th Century Studios part, they went to New Mutants, and in their Searchlight Productions, they went to Antlers, And all three of those movies have been pushed to a further release date to to be named at a later time. In a statement from director Nikki Cairo for Mulan, she shared yesterday, We are so excited to share this film with the world, but given the current ever-shifting circumstances we are all experiencing, unfortunately, we have to postpone the worldwide release of Mulan for now. Our hearts are with everyone in the world over the world who is affected by this virus, and we hope that Mulan's fighting spirit will continue to inspire those who are working so hard to keep us all safe. And with with this is really where people are wondering what's going to be next, and Lovebirds was also one that postponed to a date that was supposed to come out on April 3rd, but moved its release date to a later time period. And with all these release dates, as of right now, between now and May, there's not one single major picture that is coming out. From New Mutants to Antlers to Peter Rabbit, the only major film that happened between now and Black Widow is Trolls the World Tour from DreamWorks Animation Studios. And that could still get a lot of love, but I don't think that's going to get a lot of attention right now, especially with everything that's going on with the coronavirus. But to me, when, again, talking about Fast and Furious 9, it was no surprise that they moved their release date. And I think in the end, it was a right move for everybody to move their release dates because you're looking out for the safety of everybody and you want to make sure that when this this, this crisis is over around the world, everyone is able to be boosted up and want to, are, are feel safe going to the movies together and experiencing these movies because these are major movies that are coming out for these studios. Fast 9, again, like No Time to Die, and even with Mulan as well, these are all global films there's all films that have global ramifications it's not just appeals to one box office every single one of these movies appeal to certain demographics certain certain departments certain certain businesses and, and, and certain box office demographics but each one is different with both fast 9 and mulan really disney wanted mulan to focus on the chinese market Fast 9 already has a big supporting system implanted in the Chinese market. So to put these films out, even though Fast 9 is coming out in May, they maybe see something that nobody else sees and that they want to make sure that they have enough capital and that they have enough space to put out a movie where they don't have to worry about this, even though it's coming out in May, which I think speaks to potentially what could happen to the May releases beforehand, which I'll get into in a little bit, but when you look at New Mutants and Antlers, unfortunately for New Mutants, this is just another delay in the ever-revolving story of when New Mutants will, if it'll ever, come out in theaters. And it's not like Disney and and excuse me, 20th Century wanted to move this. I'm sure if they could, they would want them to come out in April. They had TV spots running. The social media market was ramping up for this film. This was, for a lot of these films, these were just unforeseen circumstances that happened. And... I think the next question that comes from all this is the fact of will black widow be the next film that moves its release date again we talk about trolls world tour being the next movie between now and the next major film that has some brand recognition but if we're being serious here the next film that has brand recognition that people will be looking at to see what happens is black widow which is the next chapter In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it'll be the first time that an MCU movie will be releasing in 2020, since July when Spider-Man Far From Home came out, so there's a lot riding on this, and I think for Disney, it's not just a simple matter of moving Black Widow from one place to the other. There's a lot of other ramifications that come with it, and you gotta wonder, is Disney gonna be taking its time now? Because with a lot of these other releases that happen, other than Fast 9, which again is, is a very big indicator of... I think the studio, Universal, that had a hand in No Time to Die, they are releasing Fast 9 globally, so I think that they maybe just want to take an extra precaution. But you have to look at the early other May releases that are coming out. Are they going to be affected? Like Scoob, like something along the lines of A Woman in the Window. Are those movies going to be involved in, in, in and affected in any kind of way? And when you look at a big title like Black Widow, what's going to happen? Are they going to are they going to move it? And I think right now, with the, when you look at a Mulan, when you look at a No Time to Die, those films, and a Mulan and, and A Quiet Place Part 2 as well, those films are coming out in the next few weeks consecutively that they wanted to make sure I think that they weren't, nobody was going to go to the movie theaters for those, whereas you really have a whole month before we can decide what you want to do with Black Widow. And if I had a guess right now, I do you think that there is a slight chance that Black Widow moves, especially if there's not a lot of progression in seeing positive results of what's going on around the world and here in the United States with this epidemic of the coronavirus? So I think Disney is going to be keeping a close eye of things that are going on. They see the writings on the wall in some way, so I I would not be surprised if Black Widow were to move its release date. And also, when we talk about these films and and where could they possibly land i don't think a majority of these films are going to pull a fast 9 and move to 2021 because again fast 9 had that cushion of they can move one film out that they already had that release date for and move it into that slot and move fast 10 to a future release date in the next few years whereas mulan and in a quiet place part two they they probably don't have that so you got to wonder where are these movies going to land are they going to land in september are they going to land in november what's going to happen because a lot of these studios already have planned release dates for the fall time of what that set is going to be for that last quarter of the year so if i had a guess i think really if you look at this year's august there's not a lot really going on peter rabbit moved to the beginning of august i think if paramount wants to look at maybe moving towards the middle of august They could definitely do that, and maybe Disney decides to pull into September, maybe, and in early September, put Mulan in there. Again, it's easier said than done. There's a lot of logistics behind this, and the fact that you're going to have to put more marketing into it. Mulan, before marketing, is a $200 million film that's going to go way over, and it's basically going to have to take the marketing that it's already had, and its premieres, its red carpets, everything that it was going to do, and add to it for the next few weeks, and basically, Quiet Place Part 2, which is set to come out again next week, it's basically completed its marketing campaign, and they're going to have to have Krasinski and Emily Blunt and the rest of the crew and cast to come out and do this again and promote the film, re-ramp the marketing campaign for this film. So I'm sure they know this right now, and I'm sure they're working on it. And I'm sure once this thing plateaus, and, and hopefully in the next few months, weeks, we get back to a state where maybe we can start seeing some of these things work itself out, and we get news that... These films are going to be released at a certain time period. But again, it's just a a question of what's going to happen. And that gets you into the theaters because with a lot of these films moving their release dates, it's got to make you wonder about where is the theater change going to go? What's the sense of, are the theaters going to shut down? What's happening? And today, Friday, there's a little bit better of an indication of what, of what the theaters are thinking, what they're going to be doing. And because of a lot of the local and the federal government are are giving indication of of social distancing and, and really the big thing behind this is distancing and making sure that there's not a lot of big group, group of, of crowds so that they can try to quarantine this thing and get a handle on it. And so it seems like AMC, Regal, Cinemark are cutting down their theaters by 50%. So basically... A lot of the seats that maybe you have two hundred and fifty seats for in a theater, basically you you downsize that by however much that you have within that theater and there's enough areas that you can just select seats and you don't have to worry about sitting next to people that you wouldn't that you would have customarily sit to that you might not know. And they also talked about how they're they're being hygienic, they're cleaning all the kiosks, all the doorknobs, the bathrooms, the seats, everything that you might, there might be a lot of, of touch sensitive areas that you would touch normally that they're making sure to wipe that down. So the theaters aren't moving out right now. And this gives us a clear sign of where the theaters are at, but also a sense of maybe the, the, the movies in May, like Black Widow, maybe they aren't gonna move right now. Maybe they stay pat where exactly they are right now. Or it could give a clear indication of maybe since the movie theaters are doing this maybe the studios decide listen this isn't we we want a full capacity to work for a black widow we're going to move it to another release so it's working really hand in hand of what's going to happen and it seems like the theaters are not going to be shutting down right now but they're going to be moving to cutting down how how many people are going to be in each theater in in a movie theater in each of their theaters so if if a theater has 14 theaters and each of those theaters are going to be cutting those down by 50 percent for people that maybe want to still try to go out into the movies, even with everything going on, they feel a bit safer of things that are happening. But it's against every a lot of things that are happening right now to go to the movie theaters, but theaters are not shutting down in the current state as of this moment. And then you go on when talking about the coronavirus to a lot of other things that have been canceled and have affected a lot of people. You talk about Tom Hanks and his wife and on Wednesday night, which really started to see the ramp-up of a lot of this stuff happening that had a, 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 a an effect on everything that happened on Thursday and then on Friday, that you saw Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, were exposed to the virus when they were in Australia shooting for that untitled Elvis Presley film, and that film halted production to make sure everyone got tested and everyone had was at a safe, at a safe space and that every, everyone was okay and Tom Hanks posted that he and his wife were infected with the with the virus and then last night he put out an Instagram post saying folks Rita Wilson and I want to thank everyone here down under who are taking such good care of us we have covid-19 and in isolation so we do not spread it any, to anyone else there are those There are those for whom it could lead to a very serious illness. We are taking it one day at a time. There are things we can all do to get through this by following the advice of experts and taking care of ourselves and each other. No, remember, despite all the current events, there is no crying in baseball, Hanks. And when you look at an iconic figure like Tom Hanks and his wife, that you wouldn't expect maybe they would get this virus. But I think, like a lot of people have been saying, it puts a name to the face. And I think... You don't think somebody like Tom Hanks could get this, but it just makes you see that anybody can get this virus and that it is a very real thing. And you want to make sure that Hanks and his wife and and everybody else that's affected by this gets well very, very soon. And then you see places like CinemaCon start to cancel and where they're basically a huge, huge, huge conglomerate that basically has theater investors come in and basically they they show the big films that are coming out throughout the year whether it's paramount disney warner brothers and they bring in international theaters as well and international companies as well for theaters distributors to see what is coming out and what to look forward to and they decided to cancel that as well so there's a lot to look at and and this is a, a big entities that are coming out that are just being canceled left and right and they have to be canceled because you don't know when this is going to end and what's going to happen, and you just have to make sure that you do the best you can. And a lot of these events, like South by Southwest, are are implementing that they cancel their festivals and shorter festivals and 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 smaller festivals are canceling things as well. Even South by Southwest is is doing things where competition is still going on that you can still access films online, but but without the public awareness of everything that that's happening and 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 so. I think this is just you see everything that's happening with this it's just it's just it's it's sad to look at but it's safety precautions that you need to have and then you look at productions that have begin begun to halt as well that have delayed production for a few weeks, a few months maybe indefinitely. You look at a lot of TV shows late night has decided to halt a lot of production. TV shows, dramas, comedies, sitcoms have decided to halt production as well, and so have movies. Earlier today, Fox and Disney Announced that they have production delays that are being halted. Shane Chi last night it was told through Hollywood Reporter that director Destiny Destiny Daniel Creighton self quarantined himself because he wanted to make sure he didn't have the virus so he wouldn't go infecting other people. His kid, his he just had a, a baby, so the first unit production stopped. But then Disney decided to stop production on a majority of their films, including Shang-Chi, but also on their latest live-action film that will be coming out in the next few years. The Little Little, Little Little Mermaid will be coming out, and that was at the very end stage of its pre-production, and it was nine days away from shooting in London, and so that halted production for a few weeks. Pre-production on Peter Pan and the new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids film, Shrunk, is delayed as well. Then you have productions on Home, the, Home Alone, which was in production, The Last Duel with Ridley Scott and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, which are from 20th Century Studios, and Nightmare Alley, which is the new Guillermo del Toro movie, have all halted productions. And in a statement from Disney, they said, while there have been no confirmed cases of COVID-19 on our productions, after considering the current environment and the best interests of our cast and crew, we have made the decision to pause production on some of our live-action films for a short time. We will continue to assess the situation and restart as feasible, or as soon as feasible, as it says. And, However, while Disney is doing this, Warner Brothers has decided not to postpone any of their shoots, according to Justin Kroll from Variety, who says the Batman, Matrix, King Richard, and Fantastic Beasts 3, which is slated to begin production tomorrow, are all beginning their productions and will still be shooting in the case of the Batman, the Matrix, and King Richard. But again, this is just awareness by everybody, awareness by studios, awareness for everybody just to make sure that that nobody's infected, and everyone is as healthy as possible, and that this disease isn't spreading to places, and it continues to spread. So you look at sports, you look at the NBA, you look at MLB, those places are, are stopping while the NBA has two infected players, while the MLB hasn't reported anybody to be infected. You want to make sure that that, that doesn't get to a point like that. So you got to commend a lot of these places and a lot of these studios, a lot of these companies that are doing this right now to make sure that the disease doesn't spread any more than it already has and again it's it's a different way of living right now and when we talk about movie theaters we talk about films that are moving out the the next few years are going to be stacked nobody knows what's going to happen but it just goes to show that maybe just maybe that down the line these films will be put out and we'll get more news positive news talking about these films and where the release date happens for these films Now moving on to some brighter news that's going on that went on around the world of Hollywood. And I want the first thing I want to get into is the new Scream movie that is in development. It's, it's right now in, in tabloids. It's being titled Scream 5 right now. It's in a lot of headlines. And it's going to be directed by Matthew Benelli and Tyler Gillett. And these are the two that were the directors of Ready or Not. Which one other gross fifty-seven million dollars worldwide on a six million dollar budget? It came out last year and it was a surprisingly fun time at the movies. It was something that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. It's with Samara Weaving and it was just a fun horror thriller comedy. And I think that's the perfect tone that you want to set with Scream Five because the Scream series has always been has that balance between like ready or not, that horror thriller comedy aspect to it. And you know, what made Screams such the first one, at least, and and the other films are okay, but they're not the classic that the first Scream is, which was directed by the late great Wes Craven, it didn't have that it, it, it didn't have the classic notes that the first one did, and the first one really set the tone of this new horror genre in a way where you're basically riffing off of the elements of previous horror genres, like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and you're applying them to this horror movie, and it's basically like a satire of a horror film, so it, it was really ingenious and, and different and interesting, and it had a lot of great vibes to it, it had all different elements of it, again, horror, thriller, comedy, mixed in and peppered in so well that I think these guys to do this movie this is a smart way to go about things and it's not confirmed this is this, this is going to be a reboot or if this is going to be a straight continuation of the the four screen movie that came out in 2011 so there's a lot of there's still a lot of questions to be asked about this screen film and i think over the next few weeks and months we'll learn more about what this screen movie will entail and what the release date of this movie is going to be in a whole lot more For Scream. What do you guys think about Scream 5? Let me know down below in the comment section and let us know your thoughts. Now, moving on to a story that came out during the week before this coronavirus story really picked up, and that was the first reactions for Mulan. Now, again, we're not going to get Mulan until some other certain date in 2020 as of right now, but the world premiere for Mulan happened on Monday in Hollywood, in California, and there were a lot of people that got to see the screening that were critics that put out their social media reviews for the movie, and so I just want to read off a few of the reactions for Mulan, and the first one I'm going to read off is from Eric Davis over at Fandango, and he said, Mulan is exciting, vibrant, emotional, and different from the animated version. It's definitely its own thing, which I dug a more mature Disney film featuring stunning production design and fight choreography. Director Nikki Cairo and star Liu Yifi are the big standouts. Now, Wendy Lee Zaney from Collider went on to say, The cast of Mulan is fantastic in the film. There are lots of little moments that nods the animated that'll make the fans happy. Very beautiful and epic cinematography. It had more fantastical elements than I expected. Overall, a great retelling of the animated and very fun. Then Scott Mendison went on to say, Mulan is good, polished, and absolutely worth seeing. Alas, it's also respectful to a fault. It doesn't truly cut loose until the climax. Jason Scott Lee is great, but everyone else seems afraid to offend lacks the gonzo energy of the great wall or maleficent mistress of evil and then the last one is from alison foreman and what she says disney's mulan remake leave, leaves a lot behind but offers much more in its absence plenty of 1998 throwbacks pepper a story full of incredible action humor and heart oh and the romantic the chemistry gets steamy like chanting kiss in a silent theater steamy hashtag t- mulan 2020 hashtag mulan and those are just a few of the experts that got to see Mulan on Monday night and hearing these it, it gets me excited I think it got a lot of people excited about this film and unfortunately we're not going to be able to see it until who knows when we'll be able to see it hopefully sometime in 2020 but this was a big a big gamble for Disney to put this movie out and there was a lot of stuff going, already going on for the movie but I do think for mulan the fact that disney was able to move it i think it's better that they have a collective theater experience with this and that every single market from the chinese market to the european market to the american market every single market is in tip-top shape and people are are comforted in, in going back into the theater when the time is right and I think that'll be the time that Disney puts out Mulan, and I think this is a movie that definitely had a chance to potentially make over a billion dollars. It had a great box office tracking a few weeks ago when early or first opening numbers came out for it, and it had it around eighty-five million to $95 million opening weekend here in the United States, which is a great sign for this film that there was buzz for it. And so I think for mulan coming out and i think potentially grossing eight eight hundred nine hundred million dollars will help this movie if it comes out at a later release so disney made the smart move in the end and unfortunately we're only going to have the trailers and the marketing material that disney already put out for this film and these early reactions to go off of until we see the movie whenever it comes out in the future and then a few other things that happened this week were a lot of trending trailers came out a lot of them from disney disney had a Along with a lot of these delays, a big week for a lot of their upcoming movies that came out. And it all started on Monday when the final Black Widow trailer came out. It's directed by Kate Shortland and it stars, once again, Scarlett Johansson, who has been in this role for around 10 years now. And it stars newcomers to the MCU, but not newcomers to a lot of people. Florence Pugh, David Harbour, William Hurt, Ray Winstone, and Rachel Weisz. And... This is going to be the kickstarter of the new phase of the MCU, the new era of the MCU, with an older character who suddenly or character, met an untimely fate in Avengers Endgame. But but it seems like Kevin Feige wanted to put out a film with Scarlett Johansson, and it seems like this is kickstarting a whole new dawn for the MCU. This is going to be the first MCU film since Spider-Man Far From Home that came out in July. And so there's a lot riding on this film in different ways, not in the ways that... Is this movie going to capitalize? Of course it's going to capitalize. The MCU is the biggest brand in the entertainment industry right now. If there's anything MCU-related out, you don't go anywhere near it, whether it's a TV show or if it's a movie, specifically a movie. And in the trailer itself, I really dug the trailer. I love the action is great. I love the the spy element. The, the action sequences look great. But to me, what really, really stood out was the family dynamic, especially in that last scene before the trailer ends. And you see David Harbour, Rachel Weiss, Florence Pugh, and Scarlett Johansson all uh, sitting as a family, this dysfunctional family that doesn't seem like they have any kind of maternal or familial bloodlines in them. But they just seem like just this, this, this dysfunctional family where Rachel Weisz's character and David Harbour's character are having... Tasha kind of sit up straight, and so she doesn't slouch, and she, she just she doesn't get this kind of back arch to her. And Florence Pugh is just kind of sitting there as the estranged sister. It's just it seems like a lot of fun. It has that MCU humor in there, but it also has a lot of dark tones. And Taskmaster looks amazing. I cannot wait to see this villain in action. I've heard a lot about him, where he he he's somebody who can who has a great mental capacity and is able to recreate other people's skills. So it seems like he recreates. Hawkeye skills, Cap skills with the shield and has some moves from Natasha and Spider-Man and you see him in the trailer studying some of Natasha's moves from Iron Man 2 and other movies from the MCU as well so Taskmaster looks like a lot of fun, a different villain in the MCU and somebody that we may not know who he is and it seems like it's going to be a mystery that we're going to have to uncover in the film so I was really really looking forward to this and it seems like Kevin Feige has said as well that this is going to pay homage to Black Widow, who we don't really know if this is going to be the last time Scarlett Johansson dons the Black Widow uniform, if this is the last time he sears Natasha Romanoff, or maybe this is the start of a new sequence of trilogies that gets set in the past, and maybe Black Widow kind of becomes the new Captain Rogers, where the Captain America movies, the first one at least, was set in World War II, so maybe setting this film in the past between Civil War and Infinity War we're going to get a lot of new storylines and elements that are going to help set the MCU going forward for years to come and it's set with Black Widow. So that always interests me. And there was an Entertainment Weekly article that came out and Kevin Feige said in it that we have been planning on the conclusion of the Infinity Saga for the past five or six years. Natasha's journey within those films took the priority. Feige explains also the notion of breaking out for a standalone movie that takes place in the past for a character that we already knew and we were already following, it didn't feel right. So it seems like right now was a perfect time. And in the article, they talk about how Kevin Feige and Scarlett Johansson have been talking about a solo Black Widow film ever since being on the press tour for the first Avengers movie in 2012. So this has been something that's been in the making for a long time. And what better way to celebrate the character of Black Widow? Last year and the year before, we celebrated the entirety of the MCU, but this year, we celebrate the character. Really, the the godmother of of badass female characters. We always look at power shows Pepper Potts as the first female empowering person that we saw in the MCU. But in terms of just badass action and and just being a, a, an absolute badass, Black Widow was that character and scroll out brought her to screen people loved her and they loved her ever since then and it's been 10 years since Iron Man 2 was released this year in 2020 since Iron Man 2 came out in 2010 so a better way to celebrate this character if this is her last time than doing it with her own solo film that sets everything going for the future and I think a big question is can this movie hit a billion dollars and it seems like it, it can do that listen after last year and the year before I don't count any MCU movie out from hitting a billion dollars last year it was three for three Captain Marvel Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home all hit a billion dollars at the box office so I have no doubt that the star power of Scarlett Johansson mixed in with the name of Black Widow with the MCU Marvel Studios behind it opening the summer movie season as a Marvel movie typically does especially throughout the last 10 to 12 years or so so it wouldn't surprise me if we get This be a billion dollar hit. Right now, Box Office tracking for its opening weekend has it around 90 to 130 million dollars. So, again, it's still a little over a month out, and we have that kind of distance. I think this is going to be a big, big hit come May 1st. It's going to make a lot of money if it stays on track to hitting that May 1st release, which I think right now it will stay on track. But I think Disney is going to wait and see what happens in the next few weeks with the coronavirus and to see what happens with the the industry and what goes on but right now if I had to guess I would bet that Black Widow keeps its release date but have in the back of your head that I would not be shocked if Black Widow moved its release date in the next few weeks if to cater to another release date in the summer whenever it'll it'll come out because there was an interesting article that, that talked about if Black Widow moves. It's going to be hard for a movie to move along with it. It's going to be hard for the MCU because the MCU really has a finite system. and has a finite release date where Black Widow is coming out in May. And then in August, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming out. And Marvel Studios, Disney doesn't want that to interfere with anything. Then in November, you have a new property with Eternals coming out in November. So you don't want Black Widow to interfere with that at all. And then in December, you have WandaVision coming out at Disney+. Plus, So you don't want that to interfere with anything. So it, is, is Black Widow the first domino to fall for the MCU where... Things are going to, be to have to be switched up, so you have to wonder about that and what is going to happen. But right now, if I had to guess, I think Black Widow keeps its release date, but I would not be shocked if it moves its release date in the next few weeks. But what did you guys think about the trailer for Black Widow and the poster, which reminded me of the of the other MCU posters that excuse me, have come out over the last few years. And so I loved seeing Taskmaster in the background and kind of like that hourglass black widow insignia in which she black widow and everyone she's perfectly aligned in there it looks awesome it's so cool but the trailer really really did it for me i'm excited hopefully black widow still comes out on may 1st again what do you guys think about it let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts now moving on to another topic another trending trailer from disney and that is the new trailer for Jungle Cruise, which is being directed by Wam Colette Serra, and it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt, Edgar Ramirez, Jack Whitenall, Jesse Plemons, and Paul Giamatti. And again, th- to me, the first trailer I enjoyed a lot more, but this trailer just solidified the fun ride this film is going to be. You have Emily Blunt, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it seems like they have awesome chemistry together, and it just feels like a fun adventure, summer fun ride, where it's going to mix up all those incredible adventure, thrill, thriller, action adventures that we've gotten in with Indiana Jones, Romancing the Stone with Michael Douglas, and The Mummy with Rachel Weisz, Brandon Fraser. It just seems like it's all those elements combined into one movie, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the prospect of this movie. Again, Disney, when you look at the Pirates of the Caribbean films, even though the first one is still a, a, an all-time great from Disney... I think this one has a chance to not be up in that level, but just deliver a fun ride for people to be on. As it is based on a ride, so if they were to deliver just a fun popcorn summer flick that The Rock really is accustomed to doing, then I think this one is going to have a lot of success at theaters in the summertime. It comes out July 21st of this year. What did you guys think of the trailer and the poster? The poster had all those elements again of specifically romancing the stone a little bit more was at the forefront, but it had a lot of those elements still in there. Let me know what you think down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. Now the final trailer that I want to get to is the trailer for the Soul movie, the, the latest film coming from Disney Pixar after the release of Onward last weekend. Disney and Pixar are focused on their next animated film, which is Soul, directed by Peter Doctor, who is a two-time Academy Award winner for Best Animated Feature for his work on Up and Inside Out. It stars Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Questlove, Felicia Rashad, and Davi Diggs. And to me, this is—it seems like just another one of those, kind of like Inside Out, where it's going to have you make you think and experience things and make you emotional, as, again, Onward made me cry like a baby it was emotional heartfelt and had human elements in it and i think it's gonna have a similar impact like inside out did where it'll educate you it'll have you think and deliver something completely outside the box and that is what peter doctor does and so i'm excited to see what he does with this film and to me already the animation is just on another level i mean the animation onward they made magical creature creatures seem human like and have human emotions but with onward uh, not now with onward. excuse me with soul everything looks so realistic like even the people it looks like i'm watching a live action movie in the scenes where you see all the humans in there and then when you see the the souls with the use with the use and in this other realm it it's it's animation animation you can see that but with when you see jamie fox's physical character in, in on earth in new york city it just looks incredible it seems like it's going to be tackling on the jazz scene and music and passions and that is something that peter doctor does and i'm excited for this movie another one to look out for during the summertime what did you guys think about the soul trailer let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts now moving on to a few other items that i want to get into and the first one is a new poster for wonder woman 84 that is set to come out on June 5th, and it's starring Patty Jenkins, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal. And to me, this poster, just to go through it real quick, is it it invoked great vibes of showing off the new Black Widow armor. Uh, she's not Black Widow, excuse me. That's the other female f- heroine coming out this year. But it, it just reminded me of that, the the golden statue, but Wonder Woman's the, just those incredible vibrant colors that we're going to get with the 80s. I'm really excited about that, and this poster really did show that off. I'm really excited about it. And then going on to some tragic news that hit the hit the the news cycle before a lot of this coronavirus hit. And that was on Monday in which widely renowned actor Max von Sydow died at the age of 90. He died on March 8th that Sunday. And he was just one of the such a great actor, one of the greats really. He was somebody that he, he was a physical actor, but at the same time, he was just somebody that could play a very old person at a very young age and make you feel that person. And Whether you hated him or loved him, he was well-known for the Exorcist film, and he got two Oscar nominations. One was for Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, and he did other great sci-fi movies. He did international movies a few years ago he was in Star Wars The Force Awakens so he always made sure to diversify himself in the roles that he was in that he made sure he dabbled in everything he was the three-eyed raven in the Game of Thrones which he got an Emmy nomination for so he really dabbled in every single genre that you can possibly think of and he was just one of the greats and he will truly truly be missed and my heart goes and prayers go out to the Von Seed family Moving on to some Thor 4 updates for Thor Love and Thunder. And according to Tessa Thompson, Christian Bale will be playing the main villain, which to me, when he was casted, it made a whole lot of sense. I cannot wait to see with Taika Waititi, who's directing this movie and writing it, what he's going to do with Christian Bale as the villain. I've, we've seen Christian Bale, the hero in a superhero film, with being Batman in Christopher Nolan's trilogy of The Dark Knight. But seeing him as a villain, I think that's going to be exciting and new and fresh and seeing him go, go up against Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, and potentially he could be going up against the Guardians of the Galaxy as well, as a coin of Vin Diesel as he was on the press tour this week for his new film Bloodshot coming out this week, it seems like the Guardians of the Galaxy will be making an appearance in the new Thor 11 Thunder film, and that makes complete sense. I think you needed to have unless Sega Waititi was going to give a good explanation for why the Guardians were not with him, the Guardians need to be involved in this film one way or another, especially the way that Avengers Endgame ended. Thor was leaving Earth with the Guardians of the Galaxy, so unless they wrote out that Thor was like, oh, I was with these tech troops, and and they dropped me off, or something like that, but I think whether they're in it for a, a good portion, or if they're in it for just a little bit, I think just having them in there makes a lot of sense, so I'm excited to see what Taika Waititi does with the Guardians, because I think when we saw Thor Ragnarok, we we kind of got those Guardians vibe to, to that, and I think having somebody that took inspiration from that and, and and from what James Gunn did, I think is going to be exciting to see what Taika can do with the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be exciting and, and cool, and I'm excited to see what James Gunn does again, but for that to really work, I'm excited about that, and I cannot wait to see what happens with Thor, Love, and Thunder over the next few months. And moving on to some other MCU mo- news, excuse me, that was around the web and that was richard e grant is set to appear in the new loki show and there's no details about who he will be playing but it's been reported that the movie the, excuse me not the movie the show will be coming out in spring of next year it'll be the first show to hit disney plus in 2021 before doctor strange into the multiverse of madness but going back to richard e. grant he's had history with disney he was just in star wars the rise of skywalker so to have him in loki i love that him working alongside tom hiddleston it's doesn't again not disclose about who he will be playing but he joins a great cast of hiddleston and owen wilson is going to be set to appear in this film or i keep saying film it's not a film it's it's going to act like a film but it's going to be a disney plus show and so I'm, I'm really excited to see what this loki show is going to be and how it's going to play out down the line what do you guys think about this news with thor love and thunder and loki let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts Now moving on to the last thing that I want to talk about, and that is the weekend preview. My annual weekend preview that I usually do on Wednesdays or Thursdays, but because of extenuating circumstances this week, I'm doing it now that if people are going to go out to the movies this weekend, if you feel safe enough to do it, these are the new movies that you can check out this weekend. And the first one that's coming out this weekend is Bloodshot, directed by David S.F. Wilson, and it stars Vin Diesel, Isa Gonzalez, Toby Kebbell, and Guy Pearce. It's based off of this valiant comic a different kind of comic, and it's supposed to start off this valiant cinematic universe. But unless the box office receipts pull in really well, which unfortunately, even though it wasn't projected to do that well, I think because of the, this, it'll see diminishing returns. But to me, looking at Bloodshot, it didn't seem like a whole lot, it just seemed like another kind of B level action film that could have been made in the 2000s and done really well. And it, and it harkens back to those kind of vibes, which I don't want. And I haven't heard good things about it, so to me, Bloodshot just seems like another superhero movie trying to do something. Vin Diesel trying to get into that superhero role as himself and not as a talking tree that only has three words throughout the entire movie, and you don't really see him. But So I think Vin Diesel is just trying to get involved in the superhero game somehow as his live action self, but I don't think it's going to be coming in the way of Bloodshot. The next film that's coming out this weekend is The Hunt. Directed by Craig Zobel, it's produced by Jason Blum, written by Damon Lindelof, and it stars Benny Gimlin, Emma Roberts, and Hilary Swank. This is a movie that's gotten so much press throughout the last few months. It was supposed to come out in September, and then Unforeseen Circumstances had it coming out this year, and it was shelved. And then Universal and Blumhouse decided we're going to put this movie out, and I've heard okay things about it. I'm excited to see what the buzz about this film is really about. So I'm excited to see what happens, but again, I think unforeseen circumstances don't have this movie playing out really well, and I'm just sure the Blumhouse is just trying to put this movie out there, to put it out there and make sure that they put something out for people to see. And then the last movie that is on the list is I Still Believe, directed by the Irwin Brothers, who have directed a lot of faith-based movies. It stars K.J. Appa and Britt Robinson. And this is a movie that harkens back to Breakthrough and a lot of other faith-based movies that, when you look at Onward in this film, it seems like I Still Believe with the star power it has could overtake the number one spot at the box office. This is one that I was very interested in. I don't know if I would go see it, but if you're interested in these movies and you feel safe about going to the movies, check out I Still Believe. And those are the movies to check out. Bloodshot, The Hunt, and I Still Believe are all opening up new this weekend. Are you guys interested in seeing them? Let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. Well, guys, that's going to be it for this edition of the San Bissell Podcast. Again, I know it was a crazy week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the San Bissell Podcast. Again, next week, I'm going to start, once again, going every single daily, a daily episode of the Sand Podcast. And if there's not a lot of movie news that comes out, I'll find some things to keep everyone entertained, whether it's new streaming films that I found online or on Netflix, Disney+. Plus, I'll have that and a whole lot more to get into. And I'm sure this weekend there'll be a few new things to talk about in regards to the coronavirus, how it's affecting the movie industry. So I'll be sure to talk about that. And whatever happens over the next few days and weeks, I'll be here and we'll be get through it and I'll make sure to have a lot of fun on this podcast so we can all get away for a little bit and just kind of indulge in things are, that we can attune to ourselves with, that we can entertain ourselves with and during this time of crisis and during this pandemic that's going on right now. But also while you're at it, be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on here you can check me out on, on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher radio public soundcloud but if you don't want to just check me out but you want to check out the other shows that are on here you can go to ambiguous network and you can check out you mad bro the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis you can also check out Goal driven professionals geared toward improving client relations or turn on investment and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services and if you check out those other shows be sure to also check out our new show that's on there, the Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson, giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. You can check them out on the website ambiguous. <clears throat> excuse me, you check them out on the website ambiguousproduction.com. You can also check them out on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous. And if you want to check out Canopy Treehouse, you can use the coupon code Ambiguous. Also, make sure to follow me on social media. App is Elsamuel. It's B U S S E L L S A M U E L, and on Facebook at Samusel. I'll have a lot of movie news updates happening and my reactions to things as they're going on in real time. But guys, again, thank you so much to everyone that tuned into this edition of the Cell Podcast. Again, I hope I can keep you guys informed on things that are going on. In the entertainment world that are being affected by the coronavirus. Again, I am no doctor. I don't know a lot about the virus itself. I'm learning just as much as you are, but I try to give insight into how I think it's affecting the entertainment industry that I do know a lot about. And I'm going to make sure to keep you guys informed about that stuff and other news that comes out to talk about. But I'm also going to, again, keep you guys entertained. And to everyone that is listening, make sure you stay safe, make sure you stay healthy. Again, like a lot of the doctors and everyone that has been saying, Wash your hands, do the little things that count, and we'll all get through this together. And everything will hopefully go back to some kind of normalcy in the next few weeks and months. And we'll get back to where we were before this whole thing happened. But thank you again for tuning into this edition of the Sandbestell podcast. And until next time, guys, keep on screening.